Welcome. I am your pastor, Pastor Omar Ellison with Salt and Light Covenant Church. Open up your hearts as we enter in to hear a word from the Lord. So we in Acts chapter 20 and we start in verse 6. Here we go. We're going to read. I'm going to we're going to go through verses 6 through 12 and then we'll just jump back to um, verse number 6. So 26 and we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread and came unto them to Troas in five days where we abode seven days. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them ready to depart on the morrow and continued his speech until midnight. And after there were many, many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together and there sat in a window, a certain young man named Eutychus being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell on him and embracing him, said, trouble not yourselves for his life is in him. Verse number 11, and when he therefore was come up again and had broken bread and eaten and talked a long while, even till break of day, so he departed. Last verse, and they brought the young man alive and were not a little of comfort. So that was Acts chapter 20. We read verses 6 through 12. We're going to start back at verse number 6 so we can break it down. And I'm just going to share and give it to you all how he gave it to me. But learning and going, giving the context of the book of Acts, the book of Acts is very fast. Like it's very fast paced after chapter one and chapter two, Donnell, where we know the Pentecost, where basically the Holy Spirit come. He come like a rushing mighty wind. He haven't slowed up yet. They were waiting on his grand entrance. And that's exactly what it was, a grand entrance. But he was worth the wait. His power then is still is just as powerful now. And we know in salt and light, we know that we went through a series that he's not an it. The Holy Spirit is he. So he's still with us. He in us. But the Pentecost was also celebrated in the Old Testament. But the only difference is in the Old Testament, the God, the spirit of God was on them in the New Testament, in his new covenant, his new promises. Because of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is now in us. So when we're reading this, we're knowing that that we, when you look at chapter, verse number six, and it says, and we, that's what the Holy Spirit re- reminded me and wanted me to share. Don't just focus on Paul. Know that Paul didn't go anywhere without me leading him. So included in that we is the Holy Spirit, Paul and all the apostles that were with him. Because we know the name of the book is Acts of the Apostles. So as we read, we see that and we sailed away from Philippi. So that's Paul. Let's put a pause there with Philippi. Uh, normally when the book of Acts and you talk about Paul, we get excited. Like if I say Paul and Silas, right then and there, you think about them being in a prison, praise, shackles off, the correction officer. Now he saved, his whole house saved. Y'all know the story and the testimony. But in the city of Philippi, it's a city in Macedonia. So that's where they're leading from. But while reading that, Lord, I thank you. I realized that Paul and Silas were only thrown in jail after they freed someone else. After they freed a young lady who had a spirit. When they came in the city, Miss Tam, it was a young lady that had a spirit. And she was kind of mocking them, saying, here are the men that's coming. They're going to preach about the kingdom of God. And she did that for days, y'all. So imagine somebody falling behind you just kept repeating the same thing, the same thing. And we know in the Old Testament, they probably she probably would have got cursed. But on this new covenant, because of grace and mercy, he didn't curse her. But what he did, he freed her. He spoke to that spirit. He said, spirit, depart from her. 
Well, this is where they got upset with Paul because the power that he believed and received, which was the Holy Spirit, that she cost them their money. See, her being in captivity, she was a slave, y'all. So while she was in captivity under that spirit, she was lost when she got free. Now she cost them money. So when we read about the chains being broken, know that they still knew it was always bigger than them. That they were there not only because of the glory of God, but because they were free in the love for others. So I thank the Lord for that. So here we are in verse 6. They leave in Philippi. Y'all, the Holy Spirit was giving me that context and that background to see that when we read in verses 7 through 12, Paul was preaching a long time. He was preaching at midnight. But see, you got to realize this just wasn't anybody coming to speak before them. This was Paul that had already went through the first few chapters. So when Paul is in front of you, can you imagine that? And that's when the Holy Spirit reminded me of when we had the honor of Mr. Dan Muller came and spoke with our church. Y'all remember that? And one of the things I enjoyed, just not the word that he brought forth, but I honored the fact that we was able to see our pastor from his perspective, someone that he learned from and gleaned from is right in front of him. I'm trying to set the scene to get y'all to see that when Paul was talking, he just wasn't reading no dictionary. That even though he was preaching to midnight and to the break of day, he was preaching with power. He was preaching something worth listening to. He was coming to them, not just like it said in verse number six. We in Acts 20, verse number six. When you read it, it says what? It took them five days, but they were there for what? Seven days. So now let's go to verse number seven. So now we see that Paul, you got the Holy Spirit. And upon the first day of the week, I got tickled there because here in culture, they want you to think that Monday is the first day of the week, right? But that's the first day of the weekday. We seek him first. So here, this us right here, y'all, in verse number seven, the Sunday. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together, that's what we're doing now. We're breaking bread, breaking his word. Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow and continue his speech until midnight. I said, okay, Holy Spirit, what are you saying with that? And he paused me at Paul preached unto them, ready to depart, ready to depart. And when I read that, I said, okay, Lord, you're saying Paul was preaching and his bags were already packed. That as soon as he finished Miss Tam, he was ready to go. He didn't have to go back and check out and pack up. He was already ready to go. But the key thing was when he was done speaking. He was ready. So the flesh side, you know, you're trying to read this because you can't read it accepting it carnally. It got to be where the spirit. I was saying, oh, yeah, that's what you're saying, Lord. You want us to stay ready. Stay ready so we don't have to get ready. And he calmly told me, that's cute, but no, that's not it. He said, read that again, ready to depart. But look at when he was going to depart on tomorrow, the next day. And that's when the Lord started talking to me, Jackson, that my promises are ready for you. You just may not receive them in the same day. My word has already gone forth. My promises and my word is ready. It's fulfilled. It's done. But what the enemy will have you do is focus on when is tomorrow? When will I be ready to depart? And he's saying, don't focus there. Know that I am ready. I've already gone before you. It's already done. But when I send you, you will be done. When I send you, you will be with victory. When I send you, it'll already have the joy before you. So I said, Lord, I thank you for that. We'll be ready to depart. But not just that in the time between. So I said, Lord, he still went moved from there. The Holy Spirit, you are ready. You are ready. 
And y'all, I'm going to repeat that again because that's how he had to recite it to me, Miss Tonya. Because the scales that were moved from my eyes, the peace that fell from when he said my name with it. He said, Bree, you are ready. Lord, I thank you. You are ready. You are called. You are loved. You are chosen. You are qualified. What I realized is when he put my name in and our name in, because he was broken it, when he broke it down to me, I saw all of us. So when he broke it down to me saying that we are ready, he's saying it's not true, it's flesh, but it's he that finished the work in you. Yes. He has already done it. Yes. So everything concerning you, you already prepared for. But what the enemy does, and mother brought it on the first Sunday, she said what? Those little lies. That little lie. Uh, come over time. And if you're a person like me, until the Holy Spirit freed me from this, I'm very hard on myself, Donnell. And that'll cause you to be weary. It'll cause you to think you're not worthy. He get the glory. But Lord, I'm not worthy. And see, remember, Paul is ready, but he wasn't ready to depart yet. So that means there's time in between there. So while reading it, I said, now, Lord, you're saying during that time, I have to recognize that I'm ready. It's not just the time breathe, but let them know it's already prepared. Lord. Jane of the table is already prepared for you. So I'm a visual learner, and that's what he showed me. It's just like you have a reservation at a dinner. And they come to you, Mr. Herman, and say, Mr. Herman, your party, your table is ready. Thank you, Lord. But what happens, Mr. Herman, when you go to that table and they say the table is ready, but you can't eat till tomorrow? That's going to change a little bit, huh, Miss Angie? It get tight a little then. You start looking around saying, do I really want to eat here? But see, that's his word, the table. And he said, make sure you tell them no matter what time passes by, no matter when the meal is prepared, no matter when that promise comes to manifest, do know that the table is ready. And I said, Lord, I thank you for that. Because no matter what time passes by, he said, Donnell, let them know that you're at the table. Thank you, Lord. Because when that little white lie come in, because it's not a little white one, but that's what culture says. When that little lie come in and you accept it, you'll begin to cast down his promises because you're thinking you're not worthy of it. So things that you know what he already said, you'll begin to cast down and you'll say, I sin and wait, Lord, because I'm not ready. And he's saying, I've already prepared it. Just know that you're at the table. And then he reminded me of when mother spoke a long time ago. She said, don't get up from the table. You're not just at no any table now. We know we at the king's table, Miss Rashida. We're at the king's table. And then he didn't stop there because the Holy Spirit is just so good. While you're sitting there waiting, he's saying, how you waiting? You're at the table. That should give you joy. That should encourage you. But because he's so good, you know he's going to bring something to snack on. What they normally bring to you, that bread, huh? His bread, his word. While you sitting there waiting for tomorrow to come. When you sitting there coming, waiting for the promise to manifest. Know that you got the bread and you're full of it. You're not going to be hungry. And I thank the Lord for that. Because what the enemy will do, he wants you desperate. And you and I both know when you're desperate, you'll eat what? 
anything. Kind of remind me of Esau. Esau sold in his birthright because he was desperate and hungry, weary in spirit. He was the firstborn. His birthright because he was hungry. The Lord is saying no more with us. While you sitting at the table, soak with his word. While you sitting at the king's table, eat on his bread. Because do know when that meal is prepared, when it's all said and done, when you will eat, oh, taste and know that he is good. Taste and see that it's going to be worth the wait. Know that you at the father. So I said, Lord, thank you for that. And that's all just from in that one verse when he blessed me. To say that you are ready. I have prepared it for you guys. It's, and it's not you that's doing the work. It's the work that he's already done in you. And you'll be ready. But look at what it is. Paul kept preaching until midnight. Some of us would have got up and been the Paul to Midnight. I said, Lord, you got to help me. Because that flesh was saying, that's a long time, Jamie. That's a long time. But what the Lord was showing me is no matter how long the time passed, when your ears are open. Yeah. When your eyes are open and you're in the presence of the Father, you lose time because he's not bound by time. When you enjoy his presence, you're not focused on that. This is how I believe that they were so in tune and knowing that who was before him. That in verse number eight, it says, and there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. That's us now, salt and light. Isn't that cute? We the light of the world, right? Salt and light. There were many lights in the upper chamber. And that's when the Holy Spirit said, stop dimming your light. It's easy for the light to shine here when we together. But when you go out, stop dimming your light. That was talking to me. He was talking directly to me. Because I wouldn't turn it off, Chantel. I just turn it down. You know what I mean? I wouldn't go all the way knowing it, what it is that he had for me, but I would just know that he's with me. What am I doing? I'm straddling the fence. You are the light. And because of that, you will shine. But the reason why he don't want you to dim your light is not so you can shine. It's who's in you to shine. But guess what? It's for the world. Because it was midnight at that time. If all of them started dimming their lights, they would start to look like they surroundings. And they surrounding was night. Midnight. They surrounding was dark. And what the Lord is saying, don't dim your light because you don't know what midnight you're getting ready to walk into. You don't know who's midnight that's already in it. And you're going to be the light to shine. You're going to be the light that encouraged them. Don't dim your light. So I said, Lord, thank you. No more dimming the light. No more turning it down. And what is that? From mind renovation, he showed us. You know, not conforming to the world, but be transformed by it. So here we are in verse number nine. This one to get real good. I know y'all was waiting on this one. Like, get to when he fall and die. What is he saying? So, verse number nine, and there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus. Mr. Herman, I would have had to give him a nickname or something. EJ, he would have had to be called Ty or something. So, I looked up his name, Eutychus, and y'all wouldn't believe this, but the Holy Spirit already knew it. His name actually means fortunate or lucky. So Mr. Eutychus did have a nickname. We would have just called him Lucky. Because that's what his name means. And we already read all the way down to thir- no, verse number 12. So you wouldn't really consider him Lucky. But what I can tell you is he had a seat in the wonder. So there again, when I read it the first time, apart from the Holy Spirit, trying to you know grasp it with your mind, I said, Lord, that's what you're saying. You want us to be so hungry and desperate for you that we'll sit in the wonder. 
a situation don't look uncomfortable. Because that'll preach if you let it, if that flesh will tell you. But see, you going out for your flesh. Holy Spirit said, that's not it. <laughs> he said, it's very simple why he chose the wonder. You already know Paul was there in the upper chamber, so you know it was packed. The walls were packed. So that was a seat that was available. He said, it's simple why he chose the wonder. He chose the wonder because he didn't think he was going to take that long. You got to realize in verse number seven, it said he was preaching until when? Midnight. I'm pretty sure when you touch the set in that wonder that he wouldn't be here that long. That I wouldn't be sitting in this uncomfortable position that long. I wouldn't be uncomfortable and growing weary that long. And then once I started to realize what the Holy Spirit was getting me to see, I just stand in some wonders myself. With the expectation that the Lord was going to come sooner than I thought he was. That it was going to break faster than I thought it was. And the minute it didn't happen when I wanted to, the minute he was kept talking and I wasn't ready to keep listening, I turned my ear off. Mm, Lord. What does that look like? It's easy to tie when you got the money. Uh-huh. What happened when it's midnight and it's a little tight? Lord. Are you still sitting in that wonder alert, paying attention? Because that's what it says you touch and start to do, start to fall asleep. Y'all, let's read it together. In verse number 9, and they're saying the one discern your man named Eutychus being fallen into a deep sleep. And then they say Paul started long preaching. Then he sunk down, Miss Marshall. So that's a whole nother level of sleep. <laughs> but that matches science because they tell you it's levels to the sleep. But what that showed me is that he grew. And that's what the Holy Spirit said in the spirit. You can grow weary. And we know Galatians 6, 9. Do not grow weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. But what you touch is based on his perspective, how he looked at it, his position. Guess what? He was going a little sleepy. So it may not be in the physical sense of um, restlessness, but what it does show is that he was getting weary. And I don't know about y'all, but just like a baby, we can get sleepy too. Get a little cranky. When we don't get our way, we need rest. You get a little moody. You start acting out. And I don't know about y'all, but sleep deprived, being deprived of sleep will alter your thinking. The way you see can be altered because you're so sleepy. The things you would normally see as single eye, you'll start seeing double. Being sleepy is dangerous. Sleepy is just as dangerous as drunk driving if you're behind a wheel. So I thank the Lord because what he was showing in this verse that growing sleepy, y'all wake up. Breathe. Wake up. You're not falling yet, but I don't want you to get there. And what is that? Complacency. All complacency means is a comfortable state of mind. You're so comfortable in his presence that you don't even listen no more. Been there, done that, heard it, been saved 10, 15, 20 years. What can I learn different? And the Father is always speaking. He's speaking directly to us. For you, the same message may be different, but I got to be awake. Now it makes sense why he said that the the enemy goes around seeking who he may devour. Because that means there's some he may not. And I would think that the ones that he can't are the ones that are awake. The ones that are alert. The ones know that they have one that is before them. The ones know that they need to pay attention to something. Knowing that a kingdom has arrived. The kingdom has come. I need to be alert and mindful of it, what it is that I'm in. So I said, Lord, I thank you. No more will we be complacent in his will. No more will we be complacent in his promises. But we will know that we need to be awake and alert in it. 
let's keep reading where it says you touches. There said the one discerning your man named you touches being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with that sleep. Before we get to where he fell, the Holy Spirit then stopped there. He said, well, I'm going to tell you this. Because I didn't, when I sit down with his word, he'll bring it up while you're in the shower, driving. You know, it's not all in one setting. And out of nowhere, Ms. Rashida, he said, mm, maybe it wasn't his position. It was his posture. I said, Holy Spirit, what you saying? You got to break that down to me. He said, you touches came with the wrong posture. It had nothing to do with the window, Mr. Herman. Because, see, if you got the right posture, you can sit in a wonder and won't fall. Jesus, Lord, I thank you. Mm. See, your position is where you stand. Your posture is how you stand. So while you standing waiting on the Lord, the posture of your heart matters. The posture and how you approach him, the posture and how you wait on him, that matters. Are you in a posture of joy or are you in a posture of, I'm waiting on the Lord? That's your how. He'll heal her, but I still got this going on. Pray for me. Or are you in a posture of like we did in praise and worship already done with a heart of thanksgiving? My mouth open with praise. That's your posture. And I said, Holy Spirit, I thank you because it doesn't matter where I stand. And see, that's what the enemy does with those little lies again. He wants you to think it's where you are. He wants you to think it's where you stand. And he's already told us because of Jesus, we are in right standing with him. We have righteousness. Matter of fact, we're standing in the kingdom. We know that we are what? Citizens. That's where you stand, Miss Chantel. So the where is on you. He placed you there. But how you are, why you waiting, why he have you positioned there, your posture. So, Lord, we thank you that we won't focus on the positioning or where we are because that's going to change. No matter where you have me, Lord, if I'm in the front seat of the room or I'm in the window, my posture is, Lord, I thank you. Lord, you are worthy. I won't be falling asleep on his goodness. Lord, you are awesome. You've already went before me. This is already done. That'll be my posture of my heart. So I said, Lord, I thank you. And when that posture, that's what the Holy Spirit say. There is no falling. How can you fall? We in his kingdom, we know we'll never fail. So I said, Lord, I thank you and bless you for that. So now let's keep going to where it says, and he fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. That by itself will preach for it. We know anytime we see the number three, you just automatically think of what? Jesus and his goodness. But really what it is, he wanted me to keep going when he went to verse number 10. And Paul went down and fell on him. And embracing him said, trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. Yeah, I'm going to read that again. And Paul went down and fell on him. And embracing him said, trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. So when I look at it, the young man is three stories high, sleeping in a wonder. The Lord is telling his posture. He had to show me Brie real quick. And it made me laugh. I thought about growing up, I was singing the choir. My mommy, like the old school choir, not praising rush, where you got the robe and everything. Where you got to march down, Mr. Herman, for usher, you know, for like put your offering down. Then you march back up. And we would march down twice. That first march down was for offering. That second time, I knew it was nap time. What that mean, it was time for me to take that robe off and I'll lay in my Jack Jack lap because he was getting ready to preach. So I didn't understand what was going on, so I had no reason to be what? Awake. 
Y'all, one Sunday I remember just as plain because the Holy Spirit brought it to my remembrance. In the car, heading, we were going to Chandler's in Quincy. You know, that's a long time ago. Heading to Chandler's, and she said, Bree, she said, you are of age where you can sit up and listen. So I looked at it, and I, back then, you, well, I wouldn't say back then, but you won't question your grandma. But she saw how I looked, I wanted an explanation. I said, well, you know, like what? And she said, it doesn't matter if you don't understand, you will one day. That's what the Lord is saying to us. Don't base your listening off of your understanding. Because you will not understand his ways. But you can't turn a deaf ear to it. You can't go to sleep on him. You can't drift off from what it is he's already said. Just because you can't understand, he's still good. And for that, I'm awake. He's still awesome. He's already made a way for that. I'm alert. I will listen to you, Lord. And by and by, soon and soon, guess what? It'll come together. You don't read his word to understand it. You read it to get understanding. And so I thank the Lord because we're getting us some understanding. We thank you. I thank you, Lord, for starting like because we get the understanding of his word. That don't matter what the position, our posture, we understand that he what? He loves us. That he's for us and he's already went before us. So here it is when Paul went down and fell on him and embraced him. Trouble not yourselves. Out of all that they're preaching is good. But that last part is what stuck. For his life was what? In him. Y'all, glory. Lord, I thank you. You fall, get up. He told us the other verses, the wake up. Get up. And you're going to get up because he's in you. Not because he's in you, but it says his life is in you. His goodness is in you. The way is made because he's the way. Life is in you because he's the life. So the few verses you might have been awake up. Thank you, Lord, for that. Dust yourself off. But if you like me, I needed a plumb. Get up. Get up and stand up knowing who's already with you, who's already before you, knowing that you are not in this alone. And yeah, you may be waiting, but I don't need your help. Let us not find ourselves like Sarah and Abraham helping the Lord out. Now you got your little Ishmael. You mean well. Going back to our tables like he gave us in the earlier verses. You sitting at the table and they tell you, Miss Rashida, you can't eat till tomorrow. Let us not find ourselves pulling up our sleeves, throwing on an apron saying, I'll help y'all if y'all need it. Because we desperate. And like Miss Marshall said, what? I need that biblical meditation. Unless you have this word, you will grow weary. Unless you have this word, you will be sitting in uncomfortable positions without the right posture. And you will find yourself falling. But today I thank him that he's got up. He got up. And because he got up, we stay up. Not just up in our posture, but my hands are lifted up. My mouth is lifted up. My head is lifted up. There is nothing hanging low when you know who you really are and who you belong to. You're sitting at the king's table. So, Lord, I bless you and thank you. And here it is at verse 11. When he therefore was come up again and had broken bread and eaten and talked a long while, Paul kept going. Y'all see that he had to went down there, picked them up and brought them back, even till break of day. Lord, Lord I thank you. Because when day break, you're going to be new. See, what you Titus didn't know is, he came in lucky, but like the song say, I'm not lucky on with my, love. I'm love. 
you Titus had experience that the rest of them didn't leave with. So that means, Lord, Holy Spirit, I thank you. You might have come in one way, and there will be times that you may miss it. That's what his words say. You may fall. But because you have him, you will get up. And not just get up helpless, not just barely getting up. You get up with all power, standing in victory. When you get up, you're going to realize that I'm leaving here not the same. That my light is shining. That I got the right posture. That I'm seated at the table. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And when it does, he is going to be good. And I love that he says, taste him and he is good. That means it's continuous. When we eat something that's flesh, you're going to say, well, that was good. But with him, he is good. It keeps going and going and going. And that last verse, and they brought the young man alive. They brought him alive. Whatever you thought was dead, life is in it. Life is in it. He's already said it. Die of this flesh. Die of this flesh. So self-doubt got to die. Self, even down to accountability. Because if you like me, I figure what I had to keep myself accountable. And that sounds good. But if the enemy comes with that line, you're not careful, you'll find yourself putting to side his grace in his mercy. Because you'll come with the posture of, Lord, I'm not worthy. I need to get this right because you are holy. But see, grace is him giving us what we don't deserve. And mercy is not giving us what I know I deserve. So I don't want to put away his grace and his mercy. I'm going to die away of that self-accountability. And that's when the Holy Spirit will say, trust me, I keep you accountable, but you stay up. I guide and tell you which way to go. You stay alert. Know that I I am talking to you no matter how much time passed by day is going to break so if you on that other side listening it was midnight daybreak wake up get up knowing that you're living and it's not because of you it's because who's in you who's living through you and that last part when it says and they brought the young man alive and rock and were not of a little comfort that means joy when you know that if it was not for the Lord if it was not for Jesus, where would I be? You girded, like we said in praise and worship. Joy stirs up, because I know it wasn't me. When I realize it's not on my dime, that the need is already made and paid for. When I know that it's not of this flesh that he fulfilled his will, but it was through the whips that he received, I am healed. That gives you joy. You'll be of comfort. You'll be of this world, but what? In excuse me, y'all know what I'm saying. In this world, not of this world, but you'll be of great comfort knowing who's already gone before you. So, you guys, I just want to thank the Lord because I was open to the Holy Spirit and what it is that He said, but He solidified it through Mother with the um, white lies, how the enemy is cunning and how He do, and then He turned back around and with Miss Marshall, and that's what He's saying us with the bread, being intentional, spending time with Him so you can always hear Him. But even for us, we know that we say, we know that we end, but let's not get lax in this thing. Let's get excited about it. Let's have a joy about us. Trouble gonna come, but it can't stay. Lord, I feel the wind, but I'm on a solid foundation. That is what you focus on, and even though you have the glory, you won't leave the same. You won't have to worry about falling. It don't matter where he positions you. Your posture is the same, and because of that, he gets the glory. And for that, Lord, we bless you, and we thank you. Amen. 
Pastor Omar Ellison, Lady Ellison, and the Salt and Light family would like to thank you for joining us in today's broadcast. You can visit us at 1350 East Mayhan Drive, which our service times are every Sunday at 12 noon and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. You can also visit us at Facebook and YouTube at Salt and Light Covenant Church or visit us at our website at saltandlightcovenant.com. We thank you again, and until next time, you be blessed.